Hello and welcome to the latest Lancet podcast. Richard Lane here on Wednesday, May the 30th. And this week we're focusing on healthy cities. As we publish today, Wednesday, May the 30th, the second commission between the Lancet and University College London in the UK. There was one a couple of years ago concerning climate change, and this time it's looking at healthy cities, which is basically looking at a very complex issue to do with the relationship between urban planning and health. Let's now hear an overview of this topic from the media launch held in London a couple of days ago. My name is Yvonne Ryden. I was chair of the UCL Lancet Commission that produced this report. The report itself has a, a large number of um, authors who met monthly as part of the commission and you only have a, a selection here to give you a flavour of what the report is about. I'm going to provide um, an overview of the main arguments of the report. We know that cities are becoming increasingly important. About 3.4 billion people currently live in urban areas. That's over half the population. And that's likely to be 6.3 billion by 2050. But within that, about a billion people live in slum conditions now, and that could double by 2030. So how our cities work is really important to people. We know that urban conditions affect health. Probably the single most important is the lack of clean drinking water affecting billions of people. That's related to contaminated land land and contaminated water courses. That varies tremendously across the world. 35% of wastewater in Asia is treated, but only 14% in Latin America and zero in sub-Saharan Africa. Another aspect of our cities that affects health is poor air quality, both outdoors and indoors. We're used to thinking about outdoor air pollution, but in terms of indoor um, air pollution, about 1.5 million people die per annum globally from indoor use of dirty fuels for cooking, essentially. Inadequate heating and cooling related to the built environment is another key feature. And I think this raises some of the complexities involved in the links between the built environment and health because we both have problems arising from fuel poverty and the inability to heat homes um, in severe winters. 25,000 excess deaths in the winter of 2007 to 8 in England and Wales. But it's worth remembering on days like today that heat waves are also a major cause of health problems. And in the heat wave of 2003, August 2003, we had 600 excess heat deaths in London alone uh, in that heat wave. Then we have things like road accidents, violence in communities, and those compound other concerns about how people get about, leading to lack of active mobility, and we're well aware of the health impacts of that in terms of, of heart disease, obesity, etc. And we mustn't forget mental health. Built environments do not provide conditions that foster mental health. But having said that, we should remember that cities can be good for health. And that's particularly because city governments, urban governments, do have the capacity potentially to plan for infrastructure, sanitation and clean water that I've already mentioned as being so important, public transport and provision for active mobility that brings great health benefits, and green infrastructure that has a multitude of benefits, uh, physical and uh, related to physical and mental health. City governments can also regulate for healthier urban buildings and urban development more generally. They can also tackle urban health inequalities. And uh, as a quote from the report here that's on the front of uh, the report as well, that in many urban areas, the rich and poor people live in different epidemiological worlds. It's the poor within cities that bear the greatest health burden. And that relates both to communicable diseases, say like TB, and also non-communicable diseases as well. So local governments are in a position to identify the needs of vulnerable communities within each city. And I think those particularly relate to indigenous or migrant communities. And one group that's identified in the report is the role of the Maori in New Zealand, who are currently suffering increasing rates of close contact infectious diseases. So we know all this, but there has been a widespread failure to address urban health adequately. And the report argues that's really because 
we need to recognise that urban health outcomes are the result of complex processes. And I mean, that's a technical aspect we can discuss further. But the result of that is that we really need a new way of planning for urban health. We need to work with urban stakeholders to build alliances for urban health to prioritise that. We need to identify the health inequalities that exist within cities. And for that, we will need to develop new data sources. One thing the Commission became very uh, clear about was the lack of adequate data to actually map what's happening in cities in terms of health. We need to involve local communities in planning, particularly vulnerable communities, and that may need some specific support. And we need to incorporate health into urban plans, regulations and decisions. That may well need a central government guidance. And in the UK context, we could point out, for instance, the National Planning Policy Framework, and there are some inadequacies there, I believe, in terms of how it highlights um, health. We need to recognise that cities are complex systems and urban health outcomes have multiple causes. And that means a different way of kind of doing policy. We need to experiment with and learn from urban health projects. We need to support communities in their own urban health projects. Two examples, again, from the report is uh, community latrines um, in Mumbai slums and urban health projects in places like London and Detroit. And we, above all, need to create means of sharing best practice and lessons. Well, to hear more and also to read the Commission itself and its key conclusions and recommendations, do go to the Lancet.com homepage where there is a clear link through to our special Healthy Cities webpage with all relevant information available for you. Many thanks for listening. See you next time.